I believe everyone has a story to share. I'm on a journey to discover the magic inside each person's story. Each week, I will introduce you to guests where I will dig deep and uncover the beautiful miracles from life and experiences to inspire and encourage you to live life to the fullest. My goal is to give each guest a platform to share their lives with the world in hopes that someone will be inspired to take action and live life with passion and purpose. Welcome to the Uncover Your Magic podcast with me, Ashley Donner. Are you ready? Here we go. Welcome back to Uncover Your Magic. You know the saying, the teacher will appear when the student is ready. Well, that's how I feel about my guest today, Lori Spagna. I always love learning about my guests before I interview them, but I must say Lori is someone I couldn't get enough of. You are going to learn so much in this episode. As many of you know who have been listening to my show this past year, 2020 for me was what I call an alignment or an awakening to a knowing of who I truly am and who we all are, and that is one with God, source, the universe, whatever you call the energy that we all share and love. We are all love. When you realize how powerful we all are, life takes on an entirely new meaning. My outlook at this life I am living is so beautiful and full of so much love. The present moment, or what I call living in the now, becomes crystal clear to me. Living in the now with love and a knowing we chose to be here to learn and grow and expand is a belief that has grown stronger and stronger over this past year. The people I have met on this podcast has escalated the process for sure. It's been so incredible to watch my programs grow and touch people and know I am here making an impact and changing lives. I have always loved helping others see who they truly are, but now I get to share it with all of the thousands of people who listen to this podcast. I am so proud of the kids and graduates of my Raising Confidence course. It's been so amazing to watch each of them learn the tools I believe will change their lives and allow them to become the person they are meant to be. I have also just completed my first Magic Path course which is where I take adults on an eight-week discovery and and ascension experience to learn their higher selves and transform their lives so they can live in pure love and light. If you want to learn more about either one of my courses or have a one-on-one with me, please contact me or just email me at ashleygonner at gmail.com or you can always find me on Instagram or Facebook at ashleygonner. I will have links to both the programs and in the show notes as well. Before we get started with this episode, let me tell you a little bit about my guest, Lori Spagna. Lori Spagna is a best-selling author, spiritual catalyst, intuitive, energy healer, ascension guide, multi-dimensional channel, animal communicator, visionary, lightworker, and starseed who radically transformed her life after a series of near-death experiences. Lori has also helped to transform the lives of thousands of humans and animals around the world through her channeled ascension guidance, intuition, animal communication, energy healing, and sacred activations. 
She leads seminars, workshops, and retreats where she provides ascension training, sacred energy healing transmissions, and dormant DNA, sacred key code and star code marking activations for humans and animals, and assists others to awaken to their alignment with the true divine source, which exists within everyone, so that all beings can live their best life ever. Oh my goodness, she has so much. You will love her. She is amazing. She has really struck a chord in me. But if you love it, please send me a message on Facebook or Instagram. I always love to hear your takeaways. And always, I love if you could leave me a review on the podcast, a five-star review, just so I can keep growing the show and asking more guests that, you know, when you have more reviews on a podcast, it just gives you more credibility. So I would appreciate each and every one of you to do that for me. And I just appreciate you listening and all the feedback that you all give me is so, I'm so grateful for. So with that, let me introduce you to Lori. Welcome Lori to the show. Thank you for being here. This is such an honor. Thank you. Well, Well, it's my honor too. And I'm really glad and grateful to be here with you. And thank you for having me. Before we hit record, I was telling you, but I want everyone to know that I listened to Lori on a podcast a few months ago and just knew I had to have her on the show. And, you know, there's something about someone that resonate when you listen to somebody who just everything about them resonates inside of your soul. And that is you. Mm -hmm. And when I was doing my Lori deep dive (laughs) this week, learning about you, I, like I said, there's just, I, I could not stop everything about you and your gifts and what you've been and now where you're at and understanding that what you're doing in this world is giving everyone this knowing that everyone has this gift inside of them. You just are the one that figured it out. (laughs) You know, that's what I see. And I just, let's, can we take you, take everybody to the kind of where the beginning of the magic of when you, you did have a regular life, you did, you know, all those things that, you know, everyone thinks we're here to do. Right. Yeah. Well, I would say where it all started was, you know, I was in, out of college. I, you know, started working. I knew in the first week, I remember I got, I got a job that everybody said I couldn't get, which was to work in an ad agency, one of the top ad agencies as, as an account executive. And I thought it was my dream job. And first week, it, within the first week, I was like, this cannot be what life is. This, I just knew right away. It was like slavery. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have to live my life like this. Like, I didn't even like the whole stockings, the makeup, the whole thing. <laughs> and, you know, the, the train ride, the whole thing. But anyway, I have to get hung up on that part of it. But what happened was I was in corporate America for 20 years out of college. And it just, I couldn't free myself, you know, because what happened was I started doing all kinds of behaviors to adapt, you know smoking excessively, drinking excessively, spending on credit card. That is the biggest trap because I couldn't figure out how was I going to get out of this trap and this mm-hmm. hamster wheel life, you know, the excessive caffeine and excessive body weight gain and thyroid was off, hair was falling out. I was doing all kinds of unhealthy behaviors, partying every night to try to like compensate for my misery. And, and I would cry every night too. You know, especially Sunday nights, I would cry and I'd call up my father and I'd be like, what do I do? I hate my job. I hate my life. And he'd be like, you stick it out. Stick it out. You get another job. So then I'd jump to another job. The same thing. I was miserable. 
And then I started going to doctors and they pumped me up with big pharma drugs, like massive amounts of drugs that just all kinds of counter, like they were all fighting each other and my system, everything was off. And eventually what happened was my brother died of an unexpected drug overdose. And that mm. was my wake up call. He became my divine messenger, you know? And I started giving messages from him and hearing him and strange things were happening and I was getting signs and signals and, you know, it took me a year just to figure out if I was crazy. Huh. That was the whole year. And during that year, you know, I was married at the time, but what was starting to happen because I was getting into it, I started meditating to make more connection with him. More of my gifts were opening up just naturally. And I started to realize it was real. Like I wasn't making it up. So the big message initially was like, you're on the same path as me. You're doing some of the same stuff. You got to change your ways and you got to get out of that job. And I quit. I quit my six-figure job with my six-figure credit card debt. And I became <laughs> a dog trainer. And oh, I just I like that. leap and the net will appear, <laughs> which but I don't do you- highly recommend. <laughs> I'm like you. That's why I probably relate because I did the same thing. I've done that in my life. But what made you find the dog trainer? Because I feel like you know, people have these breadcrumbs and you'd be like a dog trainer. Like where does that come in? I always wanted, that was my passion. Animals. I knew I wanted to help animals and I didn't know how. And what happened was I saw this ad online for a dog trainer and I just filled out the application on like on a whim, but secretly I knew I wanted it. Oh, cool. And I actually turned down the job. And then once I turned it down, because it was so low pay, my husband didn't want me to take it at the time. And I did this little prayer, please call me back, please call me back. And they did. And they asked, they offered me a little teeny bit more money, but it was nothing. But I took it. And the second I started doing that, and I mean, there were like a thousand people who applied to work with this. This guy has spent 20 years training dirt service animals for the government. And when he was done with that, he started his own business and he recruited trainers and he trained us. And there were only a few of us, but like no one could, there were two people released after the first couple of weeks it was a very rigorous training program and we had to do everything on automatic pilot and we were being videotaped. He would tell us, you don't think just do it. That's how they teach me huh. you know, army or then whatever he was in the military. And I started hearing the dogs Ugh. and I, I, just, I was in like zombie land in a way because I'm training them and doing the movements on automatic pilot. But at the same time I can hear them like, and they're telling me, I'm going to teach you. We're going to teach you. Oh and they start giving me all these awarenesses. Like we're love and we're here to help humans. And I just kept taking it in, taking it in. And eventually I started doing animal communication and telepathy. Uh-huh. And I was doing that. And I was, by that time I moved to Maui. So I was still doing dog training, but I was moving into the animal communication and telepathy. And I started getting to the healing arts too. I was really into like I got my Reiki master. I started learning theta healing. I started learning like the Akashic records. And I was also studying all these esoteric practices with very advanced teachers. One of whom was this man who spent his whole life in the Himalayan mountains studying with Taoist, you know, monks. And they were his teachers. He knew how to, he already knew how to like quantum jump. When I say quantum jump, like one of his protégés could go into a bathroom, close the door, this is documented, and end up on the, another place on the planet. 
Oh like, my gosh. And come out of, you know, door with a little black case. So, and I was taking classes with him on like how to fly, which isn't really flying, but it's literally projecting yourself to the other end of the ballroom and just huh. was learning all kinds of esoteric practices. And he was teaching us to meditate through the night. And I was learning how to basically have what he called the little death that he facilitated. So I went through some near death experiences, but not like in a hospital, you know, like, but he they taught you how to, you mean? So it wasn't a near death experience. It was, he taught you how to get to that place. Right. Ah, got it. And it's still everything so that the physical reality because really at that purest level, we're just pure awareness. We okay. really are. We're pure awareness. And that pure awareness, it even transcends energy, which that's pretty hard for people to understand. Mm-hmm. We're just waking up to the idea of energy. But anyway, all that stuff happened. And I was while I was living in Maui and I was meditating through the night, I had a first contact experience. And you know, I had a reunion with what I would call my star family, ETs. But, but the real, real key message is that in the two years, after I I did the dog training for a year, I moved to Maui for two years. My husband divorced me. He thought I was crazy. (laughs) Within those two years of just getting into all this stuff. I mean, I lost everything. You understand? I lost everything. But at the same time, I gained like my own new enlightenment, right? That was a two year, what we call dark night of the soul. And through that experience of the, in those two years, I completely gave up alcohol. It wasn't even a giving up. It was like the body didn't want it. I just right. didn't want it. Completely gave up those two packs of cigarettes a day that I'd smoked for 20 years. In oh court. my gosh. Just gone. Like, I mean, I just, the body just didn't want it. I mean, it wasn't an overnight process, but it was gone forever within huh. two years. The six figure credit card debt was gone within two years I was being guided, you know, I was working with angels and benevolence. They were telling me what to do. I was practicing forgiveness because all debt is equal to a lack of forgiveness, holding ourselves indebted. And I was getting letters from the bank saying, we forgive your debt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Really? Miracles. Yes. And I also, of course, gave up big pharma forever. So that was almost 20 years ago now, about 20 years ago something like that. And I haven't ever taken any big pharma. I haven't needed a medical doctor since I haven't any over the counter drugs and all of that. All of the artificial foods went away too. I, I, I switched to all natural organic for the most part. Yeah. So like that whole way of living when all the, like the excessive ways of behaving, all the unhealthy patterns, they just went because they weren't natural to who I was evolving into. Right. Right. Huh. And I mean, these are things that we think in our human mind, it's so hard to make those changes. But in reality, what I would say is I was so misaligned. I was so out of alignment with my own divinity and my true, you know, divine path. Or I wouldn't even say, because that was part of the path and that was part of the journey. And now, you know, it helps people to hear how they can evolve out of those states. Yes. It was an important part of the journey for my role. But it wasn't like I had to work at quitting smoking necessarily or quitting drinking or dropping the body weight. I was 65 pounds overweight. I mean, that stuff melted away because I started shifting into alignment with the divine, which is an alignment with love. It's an, it's a free will choice that we make. And it's not like it came without tons of challenges. It was really reeked with all kinds of challenges, but the consistent change in my own behavior and my choices 
was what aligned me. And when you get aligned, those other things are just no longer serving you. Right. So when you say aligned, is that saying like you're, you're conscious of your thoughts, you're conscious of, you know, coming from love, the judgment, the, you know, all the things that are like holding you back from that alignment. Is that, we explain, what do you, what would you use as that description for alignment? Yeah. So alignment could be a lot of different things, but overall, when I'm referring to that, what I mean is energetically, vibrationally, behaviorally, mentally, emotionally, physically aligned with my most benevolent best, which is ultimately love, peace, joy, happiness, health, well-being, integrity, honesty, sincerity, authenticity, truth, divinity. The the behaviors, the energetic ways of being that we all want. Right. And they are conscious choices. But what alignment also means, what are the behaviors that get you there? They're behaviors of forgiveness. They're behaviors of kindness. They're behaviors of benevolence. They're behaviors of sincerity. They're, They're the way we behave. They're also the actions that we take. You know, we choose actions. I stopped watching TV during those two years. I didn't watch any TV for two years. I rented movies. Back then, you still rented movies at <laughs> Blockbusters, like right. a mom and pop store. Oh, but I, I, that's the only kind of TV I watch. I eliminated all violence. I would not watch violence. Violence is not entertainment. Violence right. is brainwashing and entrainment. It is energetic entrainment. News is toxic. And I, I mean, that may sound too forceful to some people, but your brain gets entrained to the frequency of energy and that frequency vibrates through your body. So it's a choice to get aligned. If you're aligned with fear, everything on the news is fear-based. That's putting you in that alignment. Right. You're aligned with peace. You, you really can't tolerate news. Mm-hmm. No. Just, So I eliminated all violence. I remember in the early stages, I had like a lot of scary stuff come in. I had entities come in, demonics. We don't even know those things are real, but they are. And I just remember saying, not interested in you. I don't, I'm not interested. I don't want to play with you. I don't know how I knew. I just knew I wanted the light. I wanted love. I was choosing a path of love. I was choosing a path of service. That's another thing. Are we serving ourselves? Are we recklessly self-serving or are we considering how our actions affect others? That's really important right now. Hugely mm-hmm. important. People are learning that one way or another. You know, are we serving the greater good? If we look at Big Pharma right now, there is an agenda there. It's, it's serving to the harm and detriment of the masses. It's gone amok. It doesn't even care that it's killing people and serving its own private agendas. Right. That system will collapse. It Hmm. cannot survive where humanity is going, but the changes have to happen from within us. Right. I don't need pharma, big pharma anymore because I made those changes inside of myself. I remember when I said, I'm going to start using these healing modalities to heal myself and meditation to heal myself so that I don't need big pharma anymore. Those were choices. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean like there weren't times where it was a little scary, you know, what I was having to move through to make those changes, you know, but, and everybody has to find their own journey. Right. So I'm not saying my journey is absolutely right for anyone else. 
I'm just doing my best to answer. Like, how did I come into alignment? What does that mean? Right. You know, in in my life now, I'm 52 and I've, you know, I think you know that. Thank you. Radiant. You know, I would never put you at 52 and that's awesome. Right. We're coming out of a linear aging thing, but that's a separate conversation. Oh, good. I love all I could, we're going to have to have definitely part two and three and four, but you know, I think like evolving and ascending, I love the word ascending because you use that a lot in your vocabulary. And I feel like I'm ascending and I feel like 2020 just took this, you know, you either chose to make that year, you know, a pivot or opening an awakening and awareness and people did. And then some people, like you said, you know, the, you know, all the, the fear and the, you know, either come from love or fear basically. Right. So when I'm thinking at my age, I'm sitting here and I'm like, find you. And I listen to, you know, all this stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting there. I get the alignment, love, pure love. I mean, that's really alignment in my mind. That's why I was wanting to know what you meant. And then this ascension of understanding, like the talk in your head or the judgment and anything that triggers you, you know, and and taking that and going, wait, it's in me you know, nothing can trigger me, you know, only inside of me. And to be in awareness of knowing that anything that ever lifts my, uh uh-oh, it's like, Ashley, I say to myself, okay, Ashley, that there you go. There's a limiting belief, stop. And then you come back, but that is alignment, right? And then you're ascending into this place of the 3D, 4D, 5D. I want you to go into that explanation because I know all my listeners are so into that. And I love your explanation of that. Well, let me say ascension isn't somewhere we go outside of us. That's the most important thing to get as a foundational truth. We're not like leaving our bodies or we're not moving to some other physical place. Right. The difference is vibration. So, you know, the vibration of just think of the worst, scariest movie where there's calamities. The earth is falling apart. There's no government. There's like people are killing each other. There's zombies. I don't know. Blood, guts, gory. Like everyone's afraid. No one can survive. There's no food. Think of the worst movie. That to me is what people are living in right now. Mm -hmm. And then think of like the best movie. You have angels around you and benevolent beings and they love you and they remind you that you're loved and they encourage you. And they inspire you and you get these incredible epiphanies. And all you have to do for a lot of what you need is like ask and trust. And you have to practice feeling blessed, feeling good. You have to actually practice feeling good because it's like hard to get out of that reality, right? And then you have to like actually work with your thoughts to chess. You have to change the way you think. You can't be believing that it's a false narrative, that it is a movie that has just gone haywire. And so you have to start realizing like, in order for me to get out of that movie, I can't resonate there. I can't vibrate in harmony with any of that. So I have to change my vibration through my breath, through my thoughts, through my feeling. I have to feel good. I have to be, I have to be helpful. I want to be helpful because that's an important part of the journey to myself and others. Like it's a practice. And you do have to, to get to the upper realms of this vibrational shift. You have to have a way to connect with beings who are already there. So, because they're holding the frequency. 
So that's why people like me, for example, come into play because somehow we've broken that upper echelon. Mm-hmm. I call people like me first waivers because we somehow did it on our own. Right. I went through something so radical in Maui, you know, between the near death and I connected. Who did I connect with? My Reiki master helped me at first. Then it was other healers were helping me. The animals were already there. Then I had that incredible teacher from the Himalayan mountains. Like he was one of the most important fundamental people in my life. And then I had that abduction experience. If I didn't have the, I would, I don't call, I don't like the word abduction because that to me implies like, harm and detriment and against my free will. This was a a reunion with my star family that reactivated dormant DNA in me and dormant frequencies. So in other words, I worked with beings who were already holding those vibrations and I was practicing it in myself. And I was immediately like entirely eliminating all that old stuff. So this is how my, for me, my ascension process went and it still is going on. Right. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I'm so, I need to understand the abduction and the star families. Go deeper there. I don't understand that. Okay. In this old paradigm that we're talking about where it's the worst, crappiest, horrible movie, right? <laughs> that humans are living through, like there's this virus and there's these people who want your DNA and they're not telling you that's what they want. And you don't know what's going on. And there's lies all over the media. They don't you don't know who's telling the truth and who's lying. There's private agendas that you're not being told about. And then there's this horrible vaccine coming in. Okay. I don't mean to judge it that way, but it is, there are, it is making people metallic. It is, does have nanotechnology and nanoparticulates in there. People aren't being told everything. It's not about fear because we can change all of it. I just want to focus on that, but to, to say that the alien in that reality, everything's alien. Do aliens exist? Are they horrible? What, what are they going to do? Alien abductions? And that does go on. People have had alien abductions. There's plenty of stories about that. And they're real. And most of them are very scary. But in the higher, purer frequencies of love, there's also aliens, but they don't recognize themselves. They don't call themselves alien. They're not alien. They call us our star. There are star families. Ah. They live in the stars and on okay. star planets like ours. And they have already learned many of the tools and like they're, they're already operating most of them on quantum reality. So they know how to space travel, time travel. They know how to heal everything. They have all kinds of gifts that they want to give us. And those are our star families. So it's very helpful to understand that the benevolent ones are here to help us. Okay. The not so benevolent ones are here to hurt us. Got and it. they both exist. They are real, but you don't typically know the benevolent ones. If you're playing in the game of fear, because Got that it. vibrational range, that bandwidth of fear, worry, doubt, shame, blame, threat, lack, limitation, poverty, suffering, sickness, illness. Yeah. I could go on. They don't play in that realm. They're not in there. When I, so listening to you talk and then doing the star family, I'm not there, but how do you, like when you look at, when you have your sessions with someone and I want to know like, where am I? (laughs) I want to know how far I'm, uh, am I close? Am I moving? You know that I want to know, how do you know where you're at? Yeah. So, well, let me say this, this is how we link into the DNA. So 
in the old paradigm, that old fear-based horror movie, and it is just a movie that you can get out of very easily. I just want to keep reinforcing that. We only have two strands of DNA that we know about. And those two strands are basically our genetics and our ancestral inheritance, right? right? And that to me is all corrupted because it's messed with in there. And indeed, you know, this up the nose is, you know, uh, taking a DNA sample and anything that's injected into the arm is interfering. mRNA interferes, right? Spike proteins are basically a function of something that's messing with the DNA. So, but in these higher realms, we have at least an additional 10 strands of DNA that science already has discovered. They're trying to figure out. That's why they want all the DNA. They can't understand because you can't access that through a linear brain. Right. You can only access that through a heart center. Right. The heart center. So that's why we have to become more loving and compassionate. But once you can access that through the heart center, energetic frequencies of love and peace and joy and kindness, et cetera, those other 10 strands can be activated. They don't get activated overnight, but they, they get activated by vibrational proximity, intention, et cetera. And your star family records are encoded into your DNA. They're like unread blueprints. Think of it like the biggest library in the world, all encoded in your DNA. And you're the only one who can really activate them through your choice, through your alignment with vibration, vibrational proximity. And Eventually, what will happen on earth is everybody will learn how to activate their own DNA once they're in a love bandwidth. But initially, especially for, you know, this has been going on in my community for the last 10, 15 years. I've been doing this more, maybe more than that if I count them, but still into the next few years, people have to get into vibrational proximity with someone who already knows how to do it because otherwise it does. It's like, how do I know what my star family is? How do I know what's in there? I never even heard of this stuff. And we have all new teachers now, I'm one of them, who are really trying to help us to, to navigate this because it's not something we're going to learn in that old system. Right. We're not going to learn it through the schooling system. We're not going to learn it through our teachers or doctors. We're not going to learn it from lawyers. We're certainly not going to learn it on the news from Big Pharma. They don't want us to learn that. Right. Because what this really is in this DNA, your codes in your DNA that are gifted to you from your star family races they have all of the solutions for your life. They have all of the solutions for the gifts that you're meant to bring to humanity. Mm-hmm. All your superhuman abilities, they do not include sickness or illness. They do not include disease. They include the ability to restore yourself to your ideal and optimal state of health and well being, to rejuvenate any areas of illness or sickness or sadness. And this is not just on the physical level either, mental. You know, anywhere there's been mental disorders in anyone who's dealt with that or emotional disorders or addictions and addiction patterns, that stuff is very easily healable, but we have to get into those strands that go pretty much to, at least once you get to the fifth strand, the third and fourth strands are just mostly about awakening. Like what's going on and everything I believed isn't real. Like there are angels. Like when I was talking to my brother and connecting with the animals, I was playing in that realm of third and fourth strands without even really knowing that's what I was doing because that's what starts to get unlocked. Yes. It's a natural shift that happens. Yes. In the evolution of humans who are willing and open. But you know, do you think 
Cause now like I've met you and I've met people that, you know, Oh, in 2010 or 12 or 13, you know, like in the, they've started to either realize that they're listening to their inner intuition. You know, they have this gift and they're opening, they're coming to this awareness that you have found. And why is it now? Why do you feel like, and like, explain to me, like the 2020 thing was a time that had to happen and you probably saw it coming before it even got here. Right. Yeah. I know for me, you could go back into my sacred membership and you could hear stuff from many years ago talking about what we call the bifurcation of time, unification of time in the 2020 timeline. Yeah. Um, But so your question was more directly related to explain why it's happening now. So the good news of why it's happening is that what I would say is that we reached critical mass. So on planet because it was actually originally slated for 2012 that's why the mayan calendar ended that's why everyone was like 2012 and it was even at one point in time slated for the year 2000 right and that was going but there wasn't enough of humanity awakened and at this new frequency bandwidth anchored into the physical world for Mm -hmm. it to catalyze mass awakening by 2020 we reached critical mass which means there was enough light, enough of this enlightenment, this higher, pure frequency, literally in the physical body, in the physical world, that now the the old realm merged with the future and all realities start to overlap in time in the year of 2020. And that's still going on, by the way. And that catalyzed by energetics, people to wake up and be like, something's different, something's changing. And they'd start having, people are having what I call popping like popcorn. Right. Awakening, mass awakening experiences. Simultaneously, this old paradigm and these old false authorities, which we could also include negative aliens Mm -hmm. who have kept us sort of enslaved, enslaved to money, enslaved to big pharma, enslaved to jobs, enslaved to corpocracy, enslaved to whatever, you know, fear, enslaved to fear. They knew that was happening. So they, in an all out effort, basically said, what can we do to massively stop this? Right. These people from awakening. And because they do control the big media, they, they have financial control of the big media. They use that as a tool and they certainly have their minions in the big pharma industry. So it's not to scare people though. I really, it's, it's part of humanity's ascension. And in order to break free from that, you have to be able to see it for what it is without the judgment of it being wrong. Right. Not wrong. It's not wrong. It's our whole society on two levels. We have collectively gone through two things. Number one, as a collective, we've gone through a collective agreement with all of the intergalactic star races, both benevolent and malevolent extraterrestrials, Mm -hmm. to be part of a DNA type of experiment. And that is going on. And the question is, will you choose that which is of the light or will you choose that which is of the dark? Right? Right. So that was required for the evolution of the whole galactic race, because the DNA that we have We are like, in a sense, we're not literally, but in a a sense, mystically, we are the Ark of the Covenant. Our DNA is the covenant that has all, there is a separate Ark of the Covenant. So I don't want to confuse those things, but 
it's like we have all the gifts. We have all of the gifts in us that are for the survival of the evolution of our universe, multiverses. So on the one level, there's that. We went through it on purpose so that we could store up the best qualities in our DNA for the salvation of all of existence. There's that. On the other level, what's important to understand that why it's not to be anything to be afraid of is that we went through an experience from a spiritual perspective that required us to be unconscious so that we could expand our consciousness, so that we could go beyond all that was known. How can source, creator God, in the awakening journey, we more align with creator and we know it all. We see it all. We understand it all. But in order to expand that consciousness, we had to go through in a way that was completely unconscious. Got it. So, and through the experience of being so unconscious, we played with the dark. But that's not the truth of who we are. Who we are, all of us, especially the human race and the human species, is incredibly benevolent, incredibly loving, incredibly so kind and benevolent, in fact, that we were willing to play this game, you know, with these dark beings and let them have their experience in the dark. Hmm. In fact, the dark actually sort of expands the light in that way, right? Because their willingness to play their role in the so-called dark expanded our consciousness and has shown us, helped us to see the truth of who we are, that we are choosing and we are the truth of who we are is love. Right. And well, the, and, right. But the people that are in the, over in the bad movie, in the, in, is that like the fear-based they could live like, like that for till they die. Well, they could live like that till they die. But the thing is, there's an acceleration. That's why so many people start awakening in 2020. The acceleration of all these energies, that's, you see that in the corona mass ejections, the solar flares of the sun, you know, the peaks of the Schumann's resonance. What you're seeing is this acceleration of these pure energies now because humans like me who are embodying it, we call ourselves light workers, star seeds, way showers, and you're one. You're one by holding this. You're you have you're a member of the indigo family tribes. We're expanding this light out. And so what's happening is these people who are still in the dark, they either are not going to, they have to make a choice to become compatible with this because they can't continue to hold this dark, this heaviness. It's just too painful. Got it. And when you say indigo family, those are the people that are here to bring the ascension, you know, to move for, forward, right? Yeah. To go yeah. into the four or five D, is that? Yes. So are they the, the, the three D? That's yeah. the fear. Three D is a fear-based reality mm-hmm. that is based in sound, space, height, width, depth, and light, light and color. That's what's been in our reality. And it's based on, you know, if you, you know, everyone who's a skeptic in that reality thinks that if you can't see it, touch it, taste it, feel it, it's fake. Right. So they're trapped in that reality. Skepticism will trap people. Doubt and disbelief will trap people. Those are energetic frequencies and belief systems and ways of operating that keep them trapped. But now that more and more people are waking up, it's less and less easy to be doubtful. And now the people are starting to realize like the disclosure of what's happening on earth is a very important piece of the freedom and liberation. So even though it's scary to hear someone's out to inject you with something to mess with your genome, like they are, I mean, this is just fact. Bill Gates is into eugenics. He wants to control the human genome. 
Right. He has an agenda there. You know, Anthony Fauci makes a living from patents and pharma. Both of them are in big pharma. Right. Making a living off of that. Even if you say they're not for profits, they're feeding their own pockets through their own little private groups. But it's scary to look at that. But it's really not scary once you realize how much love, how much happiness, how much peace, how much well-being is waiting for you as soon as you're willing to say, oh, I have to look at it and accept it as part of the game in order to move on. Now, if you're a carpet sweeper and you refuse to look at it because you're resisting it through fear, unconsciously Mm -hmm. sometimes, you don't want to hear it, you think it's just fear, that is a resistance that keeps one trapped in there. Yes. Where we'll make it harder. The point is to focus on how much incredible light there is while still being unwilling to be in denial over the shadow that has perpetuated humanity. Yes, got it. Oh, I love that. And I love the, you know, when you think of waking up and seeing these people and how we've like, I've, oh, I just get it. <laughs> like you're telling me, I constantly, the last, gosh, six months, I can tell a difference in my alignment. And exactly what you say and not judging and looking at that, like looking at the Bill Gates or the whole Corona thing and just going, okay, like, you know, I was listening to you talk about, you know, what do you do when we see people with masks in their car by themselves? And the one person was like, oh, and you're like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't even, it doesn't bug me either. I just think, oh, I'm free. I don't, today, this last (laughs) week was, you know, just being in the grocery store without a mask. I felt like, oh, finally I can smile at people, you know? But to live in that place of looking at what we just went through as, okay, that's fine. But now look at what I get to do. I'm like seeing it in a whole different light. I'm loving and I'm so in an awareness and it's so amazing. And I feel like, you know, when you see, like even just having this podcast, it was just one of those things right before lockdown in my, someone in my little, my intuition said, start a podcast. Why? Like, who am I to start a podcast? I listened and here I am every week, haven't missed one, meeting people like you. And I see the magic in that, but it was me listening and doing it, but knowing that that, and it's like all these people now, it's like, we're all coming together and I've created my tribe Mm -hmm. because of this, you know, and I get to have these conversations and now we're all ascending and this one guy I had on a few months ago, he was talking about the age of Aquarius and how, what do you see? Like, will we experience the ultimate or will we be gone when that, you know, we get to that place? Well, it depends on who you talk to of if, and when, you know, when the age of Aquarius arrives in my mind, it's already here, but it is a frequency bandwidth. So I think what you're asking is like, how long will it take the collective to make this evolution? Yes. And it's happening, you know, it's happening now. So the key isn't to necessarily, I was in that for a long time. I was in that, like, how long is it going to take so that we can all have a better life? And the answer really is, it's up to us. Because as every being begins to claim more and more of our divinity and our gifts and our superhuman abilities and our superhuman powers, we have so much more ability to make change. Like one of the things that I do a lot of channeling. And one of the things the guides recently said through some of the channeling was how, when one being is uplifted, the whole of humanity benefits, the whole of humanity is uplifted. That's so powerful. 
Like that's a whole new slant to this idea. Like, well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's not true. No. So how long is it going to take for the whole of humanity to, you know, ripple effect the changes? Because the changes are already happening. And indeed, you know, the whole coronavirus and the whole lockdown, it really facilitated it ultimately because it's the one thing that not only unifies everybody globally, but unifies everybody's desire to either know the truth or get to some, you know, have a better experience of some kind. So how long will it take is up to us based on how quickly every individual chooses to awaken and make the inner changes that they need to make energetically to ultimately ripple to the collective. If we put that in linear time, we can certainly see the changes. We can chart them in astrology and we can certainly see that the worst is over for the global collective, but there are going to be a lot of other pockets where massive changes are required. And, you know, some of that will be around issues of water. How do we treat our earth? You know, our products that we use. Well, we're going to have to visit this whole genetically modified food thing. We're going to have to, the whole big pharma is going to have to transform Mm -hmm. or completely, because every time we're making a choice on an individual level, that doesn't interest me. I'm not interested in that any longer. I don't want to participate in that anymore. I bless it. It existed for a reason, but it's not my choice to play with it anymore. And we make a choice for something better. We're actually facilitating the change. Got we're it. accelerating the change. So when somebody, for example, com- goes into compliance, well, I'm just getting the vaccine so that I can travel. That actually allows the old program to continue. Compliance is not a higher frequency. Compliance is a lower frequency. And unfortunately, a lot of people are having to make really difficult choices along that right now. But the unwillingness to comply, like for me, I love traveling. But this year I said, you know, I'm going to travel by car. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm afraid of a virus, but because I refuse to engage in a system that is not for my most benevolent best. It's not the flying. It's just, I'm not willing, you know, it wasn't even, I was like, I'm just going to be free, as free as I can. Right. That nothing and no one can interfere with my choice for freedom because that that is the choice that many beings are making, a choice of freedom or a choice not. And yeah, totally is that. When I hear the question, did you get vaccinated? You know, it's like the freedom. Are you going along with that? Or did you choose your free choice, your free will, or whatever? And the thing I want to say too is that what humans don't typically realize is that the human perspective often can't see a way out or can't find a solution, but there is always a solution in the higher realms. So for example, if one person saying, you know, I have a lot of clients who have, you know, a couple of people on the last retreat I did here in Sedona and the next one's in Arkansas, like they're dealing with these choices, like take the job with the vaccine or not take the job. Right. And what I want to say is that If that's the choice, the divine can give you another better solution, but you do have to be willing. And that's part of what gets you on that trajectory of the next higher outcome for you or the next better possibility. But it's sort of like a surrender, like source creator, these choices, these two, no job or vaccine end job, there must be something better source. Show me what that is and show me in a way that's so good, so right, so aligned with your divine choice for me. That is so much better more to my liking, that will pay me equal to or greater than that which I've already been receiving in fair compensation for my service. 
Show me what it is and please do it immediately and the most benevolently you possibly can. Boom. Next day. Next day. Someone's offering you a job to do the same thing with work from home, like with a raise. And these kinds of miracles are so possible right now because the frequency bandwidths are begging us to make this shift in a sense. Huh, I love that. And oh. all those new frequency bandwidths have all those potentials. Got it. So when you say you channel, and I heard you channeled a dragon, a mother earth, Jesus, mother Mary. So you're just, you're channeling and you see the, I mean, you saw, you see the, this image. Well, when I'm channeling, it's very different than seeing for me. Old school channeling is like a, a typically a being comes into the body of the physical being. And that's not the kind of channeling I do. My channeling is I am able to merge in the frequency bandwidth of the consciousness of the being that I'm channeling. So I merge and unify with them because mm-hmm. I'm part of that collective. I'm at one with them. And so that I'm speaking their words as if we are one, but I understand it. I'm an individual in this body, but in those moments, I am not, I am merged. So all consciousness exists at frequencies and bandwidths, all consciousness, the consciousness of earth, the consciousness of a hurricane, the consciousness of a rock, all consciousness and source is consciousness in through everything. So we can merge with that, but that's not an easy thing to do. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, get there or something, but it, it can be, it is a learned, it is learned. And it is, you know, it's through practice and discipline. That's not everybody's mission necessarily, but anyway, yeah, that's what I'm doing. When we talk about dogs for a minute. Yeah. I know. So I have had, usually they're golden retrievers and I had one pass away in the middle of the night. He was only eight last couple of Septembers ago. So we got a new dog right away because the other one needed, you know, we just used to two having a buddy. Right. And you know, I know that they, I mean, even listening to you and explain how they, they pick you, right? Will you tell me? I want to hear about dogs. <laughs> well, Angie, we'll talk or about animals that. or horses yeah. and elephants and all the things. Of almost, well, first of all, all beings pick, we, we choose our trajectory. And even though there's infinite potentials and choice, free will choice moments that could change trajectories, alter things. Overall, we pick, you know, our, we pick our chosen path prior to incarnation. And that's true for animals too. When an animal is assigned to a human, in other words, there's a soul agreement between the animal and the human, the animal's going to be the pet or the, the guardian of the human, or the human's going to be the guardian of the animal. They undergo soul contracts and agreements for their experience together. And they're going to work on certain things or resolve certain issues. And typically the animal is there to help the human. Mm-hmm. So the way that the animal in a family, like in a, as a pet type of animal, companion animal helps is typically by absorbing the energy of the environment that they live in to help heal the human because they're super sponges. They sponge up everything. And then usually when the human starts becoming aware of what's going on, human pays attention because they love their animal and they come to some kind of resolution. If they're, if they're really lucky and they can get to the, the depth of the cause of it, it's always almost always back with the human. But the other thing they do is they'll pick up behavioral traits. And usually those behavioral traits are issues that the human has to learn or resolve in themselves. Not oh, always. Wow. 
Hmm. Sometimes it's a compliment. Sometimes it's a contrast. So for example, in dogs or companion animals who are very full of anxiety, it's usually because there's repressed or suppressed anxiety in the home. Right. You know, if the animal is highly aggressive, it's usually because there's a lot of aggression in the home. Or if the animal is very fearful, there's a lot of fear in the home. Hmm. Humans and the humans are having those experiences, but because humans aren't as conscious of the energy and what they feel, they're just, you know, doing. And if they're wired into, you know, fear based programming, they don't necessarily realize that. So the animal displays it energetically so that the, the human can see it. Before we decide with our animals that we have this soul contract, is that so the animals, when they pick to be a dog, the soul goes, I'm going to be a dog this time. Maybe next time I'll be a human. Well, that can happen. Our old like teachings, if you follow any like Vedic or Indian, you know, ancient teachings, they'll say that animals are evolving to be humans. I, I don't agree with that at all. I think that's old paradigm, linear belief systems. I don't think those people were animal communicators. Most <laughs> animals don't typically want to be humans. Oh, okay. Most animals would prefer to be animals because they're in higher service. Right. And they're typically more pure in there. They don't have to learn forgiveness. Right. And anyone who has an animal, like a dog, you know, they don't have to learn forgiveness, but right. we're learning forgiveness. Right. They don't have to learn kindness, but we have to learn that. They don't have to learn joy. Like, Cats, they don't have to learn self-service, how to take care of themselves. Right. We have to learn that. But so they also, give you messages, right? But when you're around animals, they're telling, like if I had my dogs right here, they'd be, you'd be able to listen to what they're saying. Yeah. If I tune in, if they're willing, I rarely meet animals that don't want to talk, but I have met sometimes animals who are usually if they're really blocked, it's because their parents are really blocked. Their humans are really blocked. But yeah, I mean, they're totally telepathic. So the animals are speaking on a brainwave frequency that we haven't learned. You know, you don't learn how to access a theta brainwave in school. Right. You learn beta brainwave. That's it. You know, you don't learn how you have to get to a theta. Most people don't even know how to access a theta brainwave. Mm-hmm. That's the brainwave frequency where brainwave telepathy will happen. And once you learn how to access that, you can get in. out. I teach that in all my classes. I teach it in every workshop. Every meditation, I get people in a theta brainwave, almost every single one. Once you get in, you get out, you you just naturally become more telepathic anyway. Also, in the old paradigm, your pineal gland and pituitary glands, which are the master extrasensory glands here, they're completely shut down. Fluoride in the water, genetically modified food, you know, any form of fast food has genetically modified food. McDonald's, you know, any of those fast food chains, they shut down the pineal gland and the pituitary gland. All artificial sweeteners, that stuff is not, not by accident. Artificial sweeteners will shut down these master glands. Sugar, it's the most addictive substance, legal mm-hmm. substance on earth, white sugar. And because of its addictive properties and the way the body processes white sugar, does not process honey the same way it processes white sugar, for example. Right. But white sugar, it will shut down this master gland. And so therefore, that's part of why you see people who are kind of just, you know, not smart enough yet to process this kind of information, but they don't know that they can get telepathic. This has to be, it's calcified, it has to be decalcified. And how do you do that? 
just stopped having sugar and well, fluoride and part of it for sure. For sure. A detoxification of the, of the diet, the physical diet, but that's only on a physical plane. It has to be done vibrationally. Everything is vibrational. Right. Meditation is a major way. Yoga is a major way because the yogic principles of opening the channel and the, the different yogic movements are designed to open the channel. Certain kinds of exercise, not force exercise, dance, like ecstatic dance or fluid dance. Whirling dervishes knew how to do this, that that's part of their movement to open the channel. Different kinds of movement, different kinds of meditation, certain kinds of med- third eye. I do third eye activations for people all the time. So easy. That helps. Different kinds of breathing, being in nature. I mean, the old paradigm for the whole 2020, they tried to keep you out of nature. The ultimate healer, Mother Earth. Yes. So there's all kinds of things we can do. And yeah, I mean, but certainly any eating of genetically modified foods and taking genetically modified substance into the body, including artificial sweeteners and including white sugar and fluoride. And we know the fluoride thing that was learned in the Nazi death camps. They put fluoride into their prisoners to keep them kind of docile. That's, oh my gosh. That's why fluoride is put in the water. What were you talking when you eat animals? What are you taking in when you eat animals? Because didn't you, weren't you just plant, are you vegetarian? I would say I'm mostly vegetarian. I am mostly. The thing about the vegetarianism is there's multiple ways to go. First, let me just say our DNA, the reptilian DNA from our negative aliens, reptilian races, draconian races, other grays, which are basically extinct because they couldn't get into their emotions. They couldn't, they had no heart. They had no compassion. They've gone extinct, but that's why they want, they did all those abductions. Those beings needed to eat dead animal for survival. And there is dark agendas at play where the idea of eating a dead animal or blood or something like adrenochrome, like the, it's what they believe keeps them alive. But that is not true for the original divine human. So that is what I call corrupted DNA. So we have to clear that corrupted DNA out and all the false identifications with that false identity, negative alien race, races that tells us to take death into the body for us to survive. In addition to that, when you take death into the body, you, your body releases death hormones and also the telomeres shorten telomeres at the end of the DNA. When those telomeres shorten, you go through aging and begin a death and dying process. So taking death into the body accelerates the death and dying process. So I've been working for many years at clearing that stuff out. And I would say for the most part, I am vegetarian, but I wouldn't say 100% because sometimes I've had soup that has a chicken base and I maybe didn't know it. Or there have been times where I, when I was living in Florida more, I've communicated with a lot of fish. Fish are the only animal species that I know of that when I've asked them, like, how do you feel about being eaten? What do you think about it? The answer that I've gotten, and this isn't from fish in like (laughs) genetically modified fish tanks, right? Farm fish. And these are like wild fish where I'm just at the surface making connection. And they, they always like, always the response was like this kind of perplexed, like, well, we eat each other. Like it wasn't so disturbing to them. Oh, they're the only animals that ever that's the response I got. So because of that, there were times where I did feel like my body was like, oh, I use some fish. And I did. And I have 
but, but I really do. I feel like for me, the elimination of animal products for me began at the age of 13 oh, wow. and was like the way that was right for my body was a slow wean. And that's how I've done it. And I feel like that's, everybody has to find their own way. But if you're like one of those like heavy, heavy meat eaters, you know, or we call it meat that makes us feel better. Right. But yeah. It's, it's a dead animal. Yeah. That I've, you I know, mean, I don't think I'll ever, you just completely changed my whole entire thing. If I'm thinking I've eaten something dead animal that really wakes I me mean, up. When you go through a lot of star seeds and light workers go through this, when, when we go through this awakening period, we'll, we'll walk into the grocery store and we'll just start seeing dead animals everywhere. And we're like, this is insane. this is insane. Like, there's dead animals everywhere. So, I mean, in order to engage in that, you have to really be very unconscious. And the thing is, is like the pain and suffering, the energy of pain and suffering on earth. If we really want the pain and suffering to go, that is going to require us to transition out of, you know, eating dead animals. Yeah. (laughs) Huh? Well, thank you for you. Just, I understand it's an evolutionary process. So we all have to do it in ways that are right. You know, at least like in communicating with cows. And I mean, if you've ever communicated with a cow or even just interacted with a cow, that's not like, you know, treated as nothing more than a, you know, piece of meat. They're like dogs. They're so kind. They are so kind. And I'll never forget. I, I once went to this sanctuary to do healing, practice some healing with these animals on the sanctuary farm animals and I went up to this cow who had this big like growth under his chin I didn't know anything about the animals there I just knew it was a sanctuary you know and I went to go you know give him some healing and he said oh don't waste your healing on me give it to one of the other animals and I was like oh my god I was like instantly in love with this cow and he was like you know, I just want everybody, you know, all these other animals to get the healing. I'm like, no, I love you so much. Please let me work with you. I really want to give you whatever healing I can do. And he was like, okay, well, I carry the weight here of all the cows that were killed on the slaughterhouse before me. And this is my weight. And if you can help me with this, then like, that's how he was. And I did healing with him. Well, afterwards I went back and I told the story to the people at the sanctuary, you know, they weren't with me for the healing part. And they were like, well, that's true. Actually, he was one of the last two cows rescued from a slaughterhouse when it closed. And anyway, these cows are just so nice. Like cows, what they say is a lot of what they say is they'll say things like, if you're going to use us for food, if you're going to use us, you know, our bodies, at least treat us well while we're alive at least let us live in grass pastures. Like they're not even in fight. Wow. And the other thing they say is like, please just stop taking our babies to stop taking. We love our babies. Let our babies grow up in the pastures with us. It's not a lot to ask. No, it's not. Oh my gosh. You've changed my life (laughs) in more ways than one. And we're at the hour. I I want to talk about your crystal healing really quick before I take too much of your time and then just kind of go on how to find you. And, Mm -hmm. oh, that just kind of took my whole (laughs) vibe out. Like, wow, I I really did. I I think that 
you know, when you think of things like I just, it just shifted my mind set. Thank you for that. I'm going to go into oh, a grocery okay. store now and go, Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, okay. But use it not to be in the frequency. Use it not to be in the frequency of the wrongness. Yes. I mean, it's good to go through it and see that kind of wrongness of it, but you want to move out of that very quickly by just recognizing it again as right. part of that that movie that is really coming to an end, that's a movie of death and disease and fear and suffering and pain and your willingness to see it for what it is and to literally say, I choose something better that is more compassionate to all. Like just by you walking through the grocery and acknowledging it and at the same time shifting very quickly to say how much you choose something that's so much better, so much more benevolent and just the choice to choose like, Grass-fed beef for somebody is a big choice. Just the choice to say free-range eggs, not even cage-free, that free-range. You know, like just those choices alone are improving for the whole of humanity and certainly the animals too. And the choices that we make will make a difference. So you don't get stuck in it. Use it as a gift of your own up-leveling because now you see clearly that which you didn't see before, which is always a blessing. And through the seeing of something with new eyes, you can make a new choice that's for the betterment of all. Yes. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Uh, Now I'm telling everybody, do you see why I love her so much? (laughs) So with the crystals, and I know there was something that you said, there's like four or five crystals that you, you must have. Yeah. Well, first of all, that, because we don't have time to go into all of that, they can get that for free. There's an ebook okay. that you can get for free at lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash crystals. And it says the crystals they must have and what to do with them. So for example, one of them, you can see this is shungite. So okay. shungite removes radiation from all electronics. These have to be cleaned frequently and regularly because okay. they are absorbing so much radiation. But I mean, these phones, all of our technology is really, really harmful to us. So we want to use the crisp. That's part of their mission and purpose. So the book will go into that. Shungite's one of the ones I mentioned and how to clean them and what to do with them. And it's also accompanied by an MP3 class. So they can get that at lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash crystals. And they'll love it. It's fast, fun, and easy, an easy read, easy to learn. And the class is totally worth it. But yeah, I love the crystals. I've been working with crystals for a number of years because they also store up codes and information and records. They're timekeepers and record keepers. And they also have a lot of these frequency bandwidths, templates and, and, and codes that are to help us activate what's in the DNA. So everything that exists in the world exists as a potential within us that we can claim and aligned to. So the crystals are just holding really pure knowledge, wisdom, consciousness, energetic from these higher realms. And they're basically, they are like the DNA of Gaia, of Earth, which Earth is also going through this ascension journey too. So as we activate and align with all of this, it's waking us all up. So I love working with the crystals so, so much. And, oh, I love that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, we can learn how to telepathically communicate with them and energetically heal with them and and interact with them. It's really incredible. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I lead a crystal retreat in Arkansas. 
I've been doing that every year. I think this is going to be the last one just because of where my guidance is leading me and what I'm going to be doing next. So I've loved doing them. I love doing them so much. We have the last one, we raised the Schumann's resonance, which is the measurement of, of the frequency of earth. Like our group lifted the energy of the whole of earth. We saw it on the app from the Institute of Heart Math that measures the Schumann's resonance. So it's yeah. scientifically measurable. And I just love doing them that everyone on the group, just so much community and social connection and learning and growth and evolution. And yeah. I love that. So where, so where are you going? What are, where are you being in like Arkansas. to go? We go in Arkansas. We work with the crystals because there's a whole crystal bed there of Lemurian. These are Lemurian crystals are the particular kind of crystals we work with there. Although we learn about all of them. They, they all serve purposes and have missions. And, um, we play and we swim in the lake and the lake is like silk. I mean, it's like swimming in silk because the lake is the lake bed covers the crystal bed that's in the earth. Oh, wow. And then there's crystal mines there where you get into the earth and you're literally engaging with the crystals and with mother earth. And I mean, you have, everybody has these incredible epiphanies and awakenings and gifts get activated and yeah, the DNA and they learn how to activate their DNA with the crystals and they learn how to read the crystals. There's how to read the records and how to do healing for themselves and one another and, and their animals and animals are welcome. Well-behaved animals are welcome as well. Cause we're in, we stay in like very beautiful high-end luxury condos there. Oh, neat. And they all have like jacuzzis and they're all overlooking the lake and we're all like within two feet of each other, but everyone's got their own very beautiful cottage. And so we're just together for a week doing this. It's just magnificent. And we swim in the lake. It's like, it's like, and that lake bed in there is a port has its own portal that connects with the magical and mystical realms, which we don't even know about that on earth. Like that's where you get like a lot of these mystical beings come through like dragons. It's again, it's a frequency bandwidth. That's also like that whole Loch Ness monster. That's like the magical mystical dragon realm comes through there. Um, and mermaids, mermen, they are real beings. It's not, huh. it's not woo-woo. It's just that you have to be able to connect at that frequency to know them. Yeah. And then where, when you do that one more year, where, what is calling you? Where are you going to go next? Oh my goodness. That's, there's a lot more unfolding. I'm still a little uncertain, but I do know some of it has to do with my next, I'm relocating and I'm traveling cross country again, back towards Arkansas And the thing is, is the growth that we have with us is infinite. And I'm just, I'm ready for the next level. And I know like what happens is, is when you start working with, when you start working with this divinity, there's just so much available to us. It's unlimited. And when you start mastering certain things, it's kind of like, I love that, but I, I want to keep going to the next. Yeah. Oh, I get it. So get it. Oh, I love this so much. Thank you for the time. Sorry for going over. No, it's my pleasure. I'm really grateful to have been here and to have been participating. And yeah, and I would, can I say a couple other things I could offer people first? Is that all right? First, on my YouTube channel, which is free, there's a free YouTube video there where we do the activation of codes of immunity and imperviousness. And we have in our DNA codes of immunity and imperviousness, but we have to activate them. And I can facilitate it for people. And I'm doing it. God, source does it. Creator, God, 
divine, original source of consciousness. But the person through their free will has to participate. So if they go to that YouTube channel and search Lori Spagna, Codes of Immunity and Imperviousness, you can activate those codes. And that is immunity and imperviousness to every virus and every kind of shedding and Ah. stuff. And it's free. And please share it and, and go there. For people who are completely new, they might have to listen a few times, but if you're not new, it'll resonate faster. It's vibrational attunement. The other thing I want to say is for people who want to know more about activating some of the DNA, they can go to lorispagna.com forward slash free gifts forward slash DNA, and they can learn, get a free DNA activation and a free class on activating the DNA, why we do it, how we do it, why it's important. And then for the animal lovers... They can go to lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals. In there is a plethora of rich content on energy with animals, the things you can do to start helping animals right away, how you can start learning telepathy with animals and two-way dialogue. There's so much good stuff in there for animal lovers. So it's content rich. Anyway, lorispania.com forward slash free gifts forward slash animals for that one. Oh, thank you, Lori. So yeah, many gifts. My pleasure. You're just the gift. I mean, just, you know, like, but you know how you say how important it is to be of service, you know, and how, what, how that's such a big part of uh, why we're here and how you, you know, you just tap into that understanding and people understand, like I, I have two daughters and I'm always about service, you know, and how teaching them how to be of service and just seeing someone like you who does that, I, I love that. Thank you. I'm so glad. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Thank you. It's really a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Uncover Your Magic podcast today. If you are inspired by what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. If you would like to connect with me with any questions, comments, or feedback, please contact me at the Uncover Your Magic website. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget, always look for the magic.